Welcome back to Trek Talk, Episode 9. I am Garen Gillum, your co-host, along with my two friends, John and Ashley, my illustrious co-hosts. We're back. It's been a while. Yes, it hey, has. Hey. It's been busy. How you all doing? Doing good. Glad to be back. It's been it's been too long. <laughs> doing great as well. I think it's been at least three weeks since we recorded. It's uh, it got busy. I was on vacation for a week. Yeah. I was doing schoolwork and so. Is the summertime time for vacation and classes yeah. that are really short <laughs> and intense? <laughs> This 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 might be the last one for a few weeks because I'm going on vacation and then we have the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, which hopefully we can do a podcast from there. Oh yeah. yeah. What do we need? Do you, what all do we need to bring to do that podcast, John? Oh, we'll handle that offline. I don't. I I think I don't think it should be too expensive. Maybe we can get a way with like a 50 to 60 dollar uh mini recorder will an iphone work <laughs> or yeah or uh, like we did with uh lawrence kraus just use our iphones <laughs> <laughs> improvise <laughs> that'll work just don't have a way to connect a mic to those <laughs> yeah um yeah so um Speaking of the convention, yeah, so we've got uh, we've been working on our uh, our uh, uniforms. So I've got so we're trying to coordinate um, the various series. So we've got I think we're all gonna have a, a TOS uniform. Yes. Yes. Or, yep. Mandatory. <laughs> yep. Of course. We'll probably all will have a. Sounds like we'll all have a Voyager uniform or Voyager slash Deep Space Nine uniform. Yeah. And I'm going to have an Enterprise. We'll see how that, that works out. And then... That's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving me one of those. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. It might look really crappy, but... That's, that's where I... Yeah, I... I, uh, I pre-spent pre my, hopefully, bonus from December to get the <laughs> Anovos yeah. Enterprise uniform. Yeah, you know, right. I'm just buying mine off of sites off like eBay and uh, some Amazon, but they look they look pretty decent. I'm also going to be probably doing a movie era next generation uh, uniform yeah. and maybe a Star oh, Trek movie era next generation. Then do what? You're going movie era next generation. I'm thinking, I I don't know. I might just go with the the TV series top. I, it, it's it's a toss up right now. I just I've always liked the movie the movie era TNG uniform a little bit better. Yeah, those are nice. They are pretty cool. But do you have a TNG, Garen? I do not. No, that that would be the one if I if I get another piece. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one I would need. Yeah, but mostly you, like you, you, uh, have a... you, know, you got you got three Star Trek uniforms. Like you know, yeah, I haven't been to a Star Trek convention in 
28 years, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to come back with a blast. That's right. That's right. One for each day. That's right. And hopefully yeah, so that's what I like to. <laughs> hopefully we'll remember will it, be, it by the way. Say what? How many days? Yeah. Uh, I think it's like the whole week. Second to the seventh, isn't it? Yeah. Starts Wednesday, 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 Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So five days. Yeah. Five days, yeah. All right, five days. Ooh. All right. I may have to repeat repeat one. I don't yeah. know if I could get five. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. That's asking a lot, but. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm going with the Voyager, the Voyager uniform that comes with the pants, and that way I can use the pants for also uh, next generation. If I spill anything yes. on them, hopefully the hotel has a dry cleaning service. And they do. No worries. Awesome. <laughs> I, I feel we're going to need that in all the after parties and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get my uniform mixed up with somebody else, please. <laughs> Oh wait, your uniform is you coming off? Is that what are you talking about? Well, at the cleaners. Oh. <laughs> Behind the scenes at the cleaners, they have oh, like right. five thousand right. Star Trek uniforms hung up. That's what you meant. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, it is going to be cool. It's going to be a blast. And well, Ashley, of course, you have a day of, of at least one day of being. Uh, um, seven of nine, right? Yeah, at, at least one day that I only have one suit now because I can't find my blue one. I don't know what happened to it. No, kind of sad. I know. So I just have the um, the, the kind of purpley one like she had. Oh, the purple one. And um, I would like to try to find a silver one. They're not too expensive, but no luck so far. So we'll see. All right. Well then, Biggs. I usually repeat the original series science officer uniform. That is that that's the easiest to get on. Let's put let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Now, do do you have you have a next generation TV uh, series science officer uniform also? Don't yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna be kind of boring this year. It's gonna be all science. Well, I need so... some red in my life. I need to get that Janeway one. Yes, Janeway. Yeah, and well, and maybe that archer suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the archer, the Voyager command, uh, red, uh, TOS, and I'm still in the air about TNG. But if uh, I don't know, Garen, were you thinking about getting a TNG era? Uh, you, you know you don't have to order from a Novos. You can go the cheap route. <laughs> like us. Yes. <laughs> Get a crummy costume. Come on. <laughs> I think with what I've done so far, I should probably repeat because I I want I definitely want to repeat TOS. That's probably one that I will do because it's my first love, so to speak. And Melissa made my pants. Those pants are spectacular. Yeah, that. You have, yeah. Yeah. You that, have your whole uniform is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I figure I probably would repeat Voyager because we'll have Ashley will have at least one day of if she gets the if you get the Janeway one Ashley and then plus seven of nine that's two days of Voyager. Yeah, um, I think I think that sounds like a plan. I got to get some Janeway action. I mean, 
and, and if your wife wants to make another another pair of pants, you know, I've, we might be the same size, so she could just use you as the model. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, what? I'm a model for what? <laughs> if <laughs> if Melissa wanted to make another pair of T TOS pants. Oh, oh I told you, you got to talk to her about that. You make your deal and make your offer. See, well, there you go. You're, you're like you got to talk to the boss direct. You're like <laughs> you're like, it's not going to be cheap because she was not happy. You're like my inside guy, though. You know you. What are you talking What's about, man? You're Just... a main. You're a main man. You know you gotta. <laughs> I'm not seeing this working out. <laughs> this is like the Federation Mafia. Hey, like, no. hey, I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> I still have to do my ocular implant, though, fellas. Oh yes, the ocular. Yeah, implant. I have my old one, and it could work in a pinch, but it's looking kind of old, you know, because it was gulpy and and paint, so it's kind of chipping and flaking, and yeah, I got I got a bunch of stuff to do yet, right. but looking forward to it. That's yeah. going to be the. That's the last week before I start school. Oh, end in oh, the summer with a bang. So are you? So you start school the week after that? You said. Yeah. So like we we have a mandatory orientation week. Wow. So it's orientation for an entire week, and probably like um, what do you call it? Placement testing and junk like that, and then classes start that following week. So. So you're gonna you're gonna have to are you gonna be down there before that or are you gonna no nope, nope. yeah I can't move in until orientation week so wow it worked out perfectly get to throw down in Vegas yeah it's gonna be a, a party yeah <laughs> the Starfleet Academy the Starfleet oh <laughs> <laughs> right on into the academy <laughs> I was looking at pictures of the campus the other day it's pretty pretty cool. Like, it's pretty. Like, yeah. It's cool, and they even have a tropical gardens. Mm -hmm. nice. Is is that where uh, Boothby uh, hangs out? Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> Boothby <laughs> Tens Gardens. <laughs> That's awesome. Real Booth. <laughs> Not the species A four two seven. That is great. Yeah. yeah so I. Uh... John, how are you doing on your rewatch? I'm almost done with uh, season four of TNG. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, I, I just like about a week ago just watched Brothers. Jeez, did you cry? <laughs> no, I I almost cried after Family, but I think we discussed that. Oh, that's that right. right. Family yeah. was the one. Yeah, I no, Brothers is the one I think like right after that where um, Data finds Dr. Noonien Sung. Oh, yes. And Lore yes, yes. shows up. So, yeah. that's That was, uh, yeah. There's I, a lot of good episodes in season four. I've just, I've just been, well, with, with school and trying to watch other things that I've been drawn to. Like this past week, I've been watching... Orange is the New Black, <laughs> and, and watch the first episode of The Handmaid's Tale, or as I like to call it, The Republican 
playbook. Was that good? The first episode was, yes. Okay. I mean, I've only heard great things about it. I mean, it is super super scary i well i read the, i read the book a couple years ago and, oh, good. Okay. yeah and yeah the book was amazing and so far the series seems like it's going right along with the book so i don't know how i don't know how many serious uh, seasons they have planned but um yeah it's uh it's uh you can see certain people cheering for the um, government of Gilead which is the place where it takes place so <laughs> Other, anyway we won't get political not <laughs> <laughs> enough time in the day <laughs> That's right. other than what I've already done so <laughs> um, so um, the good thing about us uh, not being on for a while is that there is a ton, I repeat, ton of uh, news about Star Trek Discovery that has come out. Yes. So, so, much. so, so much. we need to uh, head over to the Federation News Service desk. Please and... open the News Service desk. This report has been brought to you by the Federation News Service. Right. <laughs> and the News Service. It's always, uh, they're always very efficient. They're working really hard. Um, and they brought us a ton of news. Would you like to kick us off with the news, yes, John? Uh, most of our news uh, this week has to deal with Discovery. Uh, the first uh, big piece of news that came out since the last time we uh, did a podcast was we have an official premiere date. And that date is De or it's not December. Jeez, September twenty fourth. Hold it together. Hold it together, man. Start together. <laughs> Sorry, I was having flashbacks of you know when we didn't have a date. No, um, September twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. So is that that nice. That that. The week is that. Let's see here. That date holds a couple of important meanings for me now, not just. Uh, it's my wife's birthday, and oh, wow! And now it's it's the premiere of Star Trek Discovery. So I told her that, hey, with that kind of gift, I don't have to buy her anything. <laughs> <laughs> CBS is bringing her present. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to buy her anything because of the Star Trek premiere. Yeah, What's that? explain this to me. I mean, there's nothing I could get get her that could top that. That's right. Isn't that gift enough, Garen? Yes, that's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> How does she feel about her her gift uh, anniversary gift being the Star Trek Discovery premiere? Oh, I mean birthday. Uh, yeah, she's not buying it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tried. <laughs> Highly yeah. illogical, sir. That, that's a it's a Sunday, correct, Garen? It is a Sunday. Yep. So I'm assuming that I guess maybe it'll be that'll be the day then Sunday nights. Yes, because they're, yeah, they're not they're not dropping all the episodes at once. It will be uh, one a week. Yep. Uh, the first episode will premiere on CBS broadcast. 
Yes. And then everything else after that will be only available through on CBS All Access here in the United States and on Netflix abroad. Did you see how they were talking about it's going to be split into two chapters? Yes. Quote, I, unquote. I heard that. What I, I didn't read I did. the article. What does exactly does that mean? Yeah, so they're going to release the first half of, half of the episodes in September, you know, once weekly. And then they take a break, and oh. the rest of it is not until 2018, oh, which is okay. Oh, wow. Them. You're kidding me. So it's, I did not, uh, did not it's hear frustrating. That. So similar, similar <laughs> well, they, they, do that, they do that with, like, The Walking Dead. Yes, and, everything now. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, they always have a major cliffhanger, so. Yeah, but um, now you have, like, half seasons now. You can't even have a full season because they'll do, like, six episodes, one every other week, and then nothing. Bizarre. I don't know if I like that. Did they say one in 2018? January. Oh, uh, okay. So, well that, well, that won't be, hopefully, too much of a break. Well, so if it's, if it's September, I think they, they already said they're going to do... Fifteen episodes. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now it's fifteen. Yeah. They did increase the episodes. Yeah. So, well, if you say you start in September twenty fourth. Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's like five Sundays in October. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Yeah, this, the seventh episode would be November 5th. So they get a month off, basically. Or maybe two. Or, depending if they do seven or eight. Uh... Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, that makes, I mean, that makes a little sense because, I mean, November, December, there's a lot going on, you know, with the holidays. So, you know, get through the holidays and, hey, more Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. There's there's yeah. a couple of shows I'm watching that um, had started, and I watched, what, five episodes, and now it's gone until 2018. So that's like, by the time it comes back, what, Legion, I oh, think? Oh, yeah. Like, you have to wait until 2018 to finish it. I'm not even going to remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I got to, like, rewatch. Yeah, yeah. The... Anyway. <laughs> piece of news was um, there was a photograph of uh, Jason Isaacs who plays uh, Captain Gabriel Lorca um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a shot of him in, uh, in the captain's chair of the Starship Discovery yes it's uh, Captain, uh, Captain Lucius Malfoy uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. In the wait. finest Captain. tradition of Starfleet handsome captains. <laughs> what name did you say, John? Lucius Malfoy's who he played in uh, the oh, Harry oh, Potter okay. series. Okay. Yeah. He's a Malfoy. I do not know anything about Harry Potter. So. I know you're an uncultured swine. <laughs> which, well, speaking, the, the day that we're recording this is June 26, 2017, which is the 20th anniversary of the release of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So, just wanted to throw that out there. 
Yeah, how about that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, picture of uh, Captain Lorca. When when I first heard the name Lorca, I thought possibly he was going to be uh, an alien, which I mean he could be another human yeah. noid like uh, alien, but. I, I thought maybe he might have been like um, like an Andorian or something because the, um, Brian Fuller teased the uh, oh sorry teased the picture of the antenna of the uh -huh. Andorian when he first when they first yeah. started production yeah so I thought Lorca well, kind of sounded oh that could be an Andorian name but no it looks like he's going to be a human unless that photo was you know just a tease and. They have something else planned. Wouldn't that be a stitch? He turns out Andorian. <laughs> that would be cool. I hope they bring the Andorians into the fold. They're kind of. Like yeah, that, I like. Uh, well, and that, he, he, the comment on him is that he is considered a brilliant military tactician. Ooh, that's cool. But wait, Kyle so who's White? Michelle Yeoh? That's uh. She's she the captain, captain of the, other of the one? USS Shenzhou. Okay. So are there going to be like multiple storylines with multiple ships here? Or? Well, the, so it, the, the latest thing that I read today, and this I think comes from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, I think their latest issue has a, um, a feature on Star Trek Discovery. And you know, one of the showrunners was... Yeah, you could kind of tell as we're getting closer, they're revealing a little more about the storyline. So, you know, of course, the the lead of the show of the the lead is uh, Daniqua Martin Green, who plays when the at the start of the show, the first episode, she's the first officer of the USS Shenzhou. Mm -hmm. The captain of the USS Shenzhou is uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, Captain. Uh... I can't pronounce it. Greg Gao or something like that. Yeah. Giorgio. Yeah. 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 And and we had kind of speculated that oh wow she's if she's on the Shenzhou and then we know that they've already said that she's supposed to be the first officer of the Discovery. Something big must happen in that first episode. And they and and, and the showrunner, um, I don't recall his name at the moment. I have to look it up, but. You know, he had mentioned that, yeah, there's definitely something big. In fact, he made the statement that there's almost two pilots. There's the first episode, and then the second episode is like, quote-unquote, the second pilot. So something oh. really big happens in the first episode um, that gets her and then also the Lieutenant Saru, um, the alien, on, on, you know, onto the Discovery, and just so... It's. I'm I'm yeah. hoping that the premiere episode is at least two hours. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But <laughs> I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. I think I read that some at some point that it w it would be. Um, going back to what you said, like it, um, Ashley said she wanted to see Andorians. That's a. The, the preview, they have a lot of aliens uh, that's never been seen before, but I, I do want to see the, some of the classic ones, the Andorians, the Tellarites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maybe, hopefully. Um, oh, I can't remember from the animated series, the um, 
is it the Odom? The one with the three arms, three legs? He was the uh, navigator on the Enterprise in the animated series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think it was Lieutenant A-Rex. Yes. I'd like yeah. to see some of those pop in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think we will. I mean, I, I know some, some people have said, oh, well, you've got these new aliens we've never seen before, but the Federation is supposed to have, you know, I don't know, at least a hundred planets at this point. So there's got, you know, we, and we know we have not seen a hundred members of the Federation in the original series. So there's got to be other races in the Federation that existed that we just haven't seen before. Yeah. So I don't only have a problem with that, but I do agree. I would, I, I also want to see the uh, established races, you know, let me see some Tellarites on Dorians. Yeah. Excuse me, Garen, did your AC just kick on? Yes. Okay. Uh, everybody, I'm sorry for the background noise. It's all Garen's fault. <laughs> sorry. Calling him out. Oh, sure. <laughs> think think of your family's comfort before the listening pleasure <laughs> of our audience. It's hot and humid. My daughter's sleeping in the upstairs where it's the hottest. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Just got to deal with my AC. I can't turn it off. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make sure something else wasn't going on and to call you out at the same time. <laughs> Don't go off. Just for, it's not a big deal. By the way, did you see... So in the poster you know, that they released, kind of the announcement of the Discovery kind of shooting straight up with the... Yeah. Saw that. That's that picture of the discovery is quite updated from what they originally released in that little teaser. I don't know, like a year ago. Yes. Uh-huh. It looks. I really like it. Like it's. It's, got it's, some, yeah. it's growing on me. It is growing on me. It's got some cool what they call that Aztecing uh, design on the saucer and even on the, uh, I guess the main struts that are connected to the nacelles. I, I like it. I yeah. I actually went back. Um, I was messing around with CBS All Access actually yesterday, and I went back and rewatched the teaser of the um, Discovery. And uh, yeah, it, it was a little rushed, but the the I, I, I the ship design is growing on me. So uh, I like the ship. Yeah, I, I I like the new look. I know there's this all this talk about oh it doesn't fit into the canon and this and it's like you know what it's inevitable. They're they're pouring a lot of money into this and some of the other quotes that have come out about the show is like look I mean they're they're this is a product this show is gonna have production values that's gonna be equivalent to like a show like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. And pretty and, much, I mean, other than storyline, you're pretty going to have to put canon on the back burner. Yeah. I, I, and to me, it's like, you know, it is what it is. For Star Trek to, to be on a, on equal level with shows like Game of Thrones and even like The, the Expanse and just, you know, any of these really good-looking shows, like, it's going to have to look different. And it, yeah. And, it needs that to keep going, and you know I'm fine with it. You know, to me, the history and the story can still be fit in with canon. Yeah. 
and it will look visually different. And if you want to chalk it up to an alternate timeline or the multiverse, yeah, exactly, if that's yeah. what you need to do, then go ahead and do it. But, you know. I mean, it's it's like, it's kind of like Gotham and, and the Batman movies. I, I, I loved all the Batman movies. I love Gotham. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I consider Gotham, you know, a different part of the multiverse. It's another, it's another dimension. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, when Bruce Wayne was a kid in the original stories, he didn't know about all the villains at that time in the comics. But Yeah, exactly. So. Well, you might actually, you actually had a great point when you tie it back to the comics. Because, yeah, comics have been doing this for decades and decades. I mean, they're constantly reinventing the timelines, reinventing the characters. It it's, can't be internally consistent, you know, and... If I like the I like the multiverse concept for Star Trek because you know we like you know like the FASA Star Trek role playing that's a whole universe in itself the FASA universe there's then there's the, the TV shows itself and then there's I mean even the novels the novels are technically not canon but there's great stuff there you can call them the multiverse you know so um, and I like the design aspects it. it it kind of takes me back to um, remember when we were talking about um, Star Trek Phase Two, um, John, a little bit, uh, and kind of like how cool it would have been if they had made that show and what it would have looked like. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. Um, it's I, I'm excited to kind of see a new take on Star Trek um, that's gonna be equivalent and have those current very high production values so yeah. anyway yeah i mean I, I i'm sure i mean it, it's going to take takes get some getting used to but uh no i think like you said they're pouring a lot of money into the production value i, I think the showrunners are good obviously they have a great cast put together and um you know I'm getting I'm getting more excited as the days and months go by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so in the uh, in the the news again around discovery and and kind of the stuff that's leaking out. Um, so there was a picture of the transporter room of the USS Shenzhou. Have you guys seen that? Yes, no. very closely. <laughs> it's like all right. Send the pic. Who's got the picture in front of them? I, I do not because I don't want to bring up anything that might cause clicking. <laughs> I mean, your 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 air conditioning is bothering me enough. Pops and, pops and clicks. Come on. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Star Trek Discovery transporter. I watched uh, I watched a video or a breakdown of it. Actually, there's a lot lot in that picture. You can see a little bit of the phasers. Um, they they're actually wearing a um, looks like some sort of body armor over their regular uniform. Yeah, it's like some sort of. Uh... It's like a vest, like a like a, a disruptor proof vest. Is this the away team? 
has the yeah yeah. Oh, sweet. Here, I'm gonna. I'll send the picture to you on Skype, Ashley. And uh, you'll put it up on the website as well, correct? Yep. So others can take a look at that, Ashley. It's so it's got. It looks interesting. Uh... Oh, cool! Yeah, it is some kind of black armor. I don't know, a disruptor. That's cool. There are these, like, each person behind them is this very large, round dish that, I don't know, it's a, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It, it, it looks like, it looks like the deflector dish from the uh, Constitution class Enterprise. That's the first thing that yeah. popped to mind. Right. But, yeah. 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 Behind Which, each person has a deflector dish of the Constitution <laughs> and and honestly, I mean, I know that I'm going to renege a little bit on what I said earlier that this is going to have to put Cannon on the back burner. But I th think they could have had, I mean, you know, a retro looking uh, transporter pad since, I mean, they even had that in Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, somebody somebody posted that like the gold squares it looks like that it's like a gold wall that has um what was the term used oh um car mats hanging in front of it <laughs> oh. and the closer i it looked looks, i said it looks a little bizarre but the other thing that comes to mind is because each um i guess pad or the section that each person has is large like that transporter worm itself would have to be huge yeah to get like say six people unless they can only do two at a time and maybe yeah and i mean and, I... and here's the thing we're making the assumption did it say that this was a transporter room officially or it is says, that a, well is... it says in the article i don't know yeah okay yeah one of the transporter rooms of the uss Shenzhen. okay because i thought maybe you know this could might be like some other uh, room, but it has to be a transporter room because they're they're all geared up uh, for an away mission. Yeah. Well, it, it is creative. I kind of it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's like uh, out of the center of the dish, there's some kind of looks like an emitter. I don't know if like I, a focal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're like they're molecules are taken into that or how it works but it's uh definitely interesting so i'm uh can't wait to see how it works although we've seen we've seen a little bit of the transporter effect from the um from the first trailer official trailer where it almost looks like um when they're beaming they're digitized there's, that's there's that's like, actually below if you scroll down on that link that i just sent it shows that oh, yeah. effect. And then uh, below that actually is a picture of their phasers that they're wearing, which definitely kind of have a throwback to the original series. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, they got the knob on the back. It looks yep. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Which is cool. So the phasers actually look like they want like the original series. Well, actually, uh, they, look like, they look like a cross between uh, the phasers from the cage because if you look at the – you can see the little emitter. It looks like it has like 
some kind of clear disc or something on it. Yeah. Kind of similar to the cage. And then the, the handle and the rear of the phaser looks like the standard uh, TOS phaser. Yeah. Even, even, <laughs> even the little grill at the back. Yeah, exactly. They definitely tried to make the phasers, at least from this, look, look like the original. Um, I guess the yeah the transporter um it looks cool. I guess I would to me it it, it would make sense maybe if they explain that these are special transporters that maybe have a much larger longer range and that's why they have such huge emitters. That could be. In them, but um, you know, we'll see. Also, did you see where they said in the little side note here, if you like the design, great, it's in the show. If you don't, hold that thought because the transport bay in the USS Discovery is very different from this one. Yes, I did so, see that. So, I mean, so maybe the Shenzhou is a fairly old. older ship. It's like an old ship. Yeah, this has yeah, been in service be. for a while. Or special mission ship, or I don't know. Yeah, I I, I had this. I heard, I've read somewhere the same comment around because some people were complaining that like the bridge of the Shenzhou in the trailer uh, was very dark, and but that would change in Discovery. So they might just be drawing a contrast in the beginning of the uh, you know the first episode, an older ship, darker older technology and then episode two when you get to see the discovery it's you know it's going to be you know all new all different right. you know yes very much so i mean you can just just by the captain's chair i mean the captain's chair from the shinzao actually the entire bridge has a very um uss franklin feel yeah mm -hmm. and um and the picture of jason isaacs as uh, captain Lorca sitting in the captain's chair of the discovery it's the chair is much more looks more high tech it has looks like it has a panel that pops up similar to uh captain picard's in the in the first uh season that he can get readouts of different ship functions yeah so yeah definitely all right okay what's the next news item regarding discovery uh now it's going to get a little heavy let me get to my show notes um uh -oh. this uh well since this is well let's go let's let's skip this the next thing let's save that for last let's go okay. um it has been reported that uh the or Star Trek Discovery will be doing away with one of the um, main rules or laws that um, Gene Roddenberry had set down for the original series as well as the Next Generation. And um, uh, who is who is the show? Who is the showrunner for um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager? Can't um, draw a blank. Beer Burn. Um, Rick, Berman. Rick, Rick Berman. Berman. Rick Berman, yes. He he continued that on to those series, but the yeah. uh, the fact that there would be no conflict among the crew is being thrown out, which I think is a great thing because, I mean, even though 
yes, it's a few hundred years into the future. Human nature will always have conflict amongst itself. I'm sorry. I don't think we'll ever get away from that. Uh, it's a tough one. This is a, this is a tough one. Um, I, I, I like the idea that there are certain things in the Star Trek universe per Ron Mary's vision that would, we would eventually be able to jettison. Um, but realistically, I agree agree with you, John. In fact, a lot, and this is this is the thing that most of the writers in the TNG era had a problem with. In fact, many of them just got fired for it because they couldn't deal with it. Was this? Yeah, it's like just like you say, this no conflict rule between the Starfleet characters. You know, and conflict is inherent in in storytelling and. Right. It was very difficult for the writers to kind of deal with. But the thing is, that that's a philosophy that Roddenberry didn't really develop until after TOS. Uh, you know, if you watch yeah. TOS, there's there's definitely conflict between the characters. I mean, just look at Spock and McCoy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and other, even in Starfleet, I mean, come on, there's several Starfleet captains that went rogue like completely rogue yeah but a lot of that i mean usually some uh, kind of alien um inter interference you know taking over right. and manipulation but but even cases where there was no manipulation there was the, the captain i think it was the constellation right like you was that i can't recall the episode now but oh decker no not deck oh no it's not the constellation it's oh. this other ship oh, um, um it was it was he was trying to find like the fountain of youth or something and oh this, yes um he was an admiral no he was a captain he was a captain of a starship oh really um and he totally went rogue in this culture like oh yes yes i know which one you're talking about tos um yeah i can't think of i can't think of the captain's name but yeah he basically he, set himself up as luler yeah, yeah, he was he was not under any influence other than his True. own ambition. True, he totally went one hundred percent rogue. Um, and there were there was definitely other conflicts between characters. I and mean, what else comes to mind? Um, the episode court martial. There was a lot. There was a lot of conflict in the court martial. Yeah. I mean, the and one dude, that lieutenant commander, basically tried to frame Captain Kirk. Um, yeah, like you said, so, but, but like I guess, I guess once Roddenberry, you know, got his humanistic philosophy yeah. more grounded, yeah. and he figured a hundred years into the future, the time of the next generation, yeah. that a lot of that conflict would would not be as prominent. Yeah, in society, which I like, I said, it's a great. It, it's a great ideal to strive for. I think it's something we should strive to achieve, but I don't think that there will ever come a time when there is absolutely no conflict between people because people will always have egos mm -hmm. and their own ideas about things. I don't know. For me, it also just kind of helps it to be just a little more cl close to being 
it makes you feel like, oh, we're almost there. You know, maybe we're almost yeah. onto yeah. it. Like it's closer to home. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like such a hugely far out utopia situation. Like yeah, I think it definitely TNG kind of crossed over into that. You're yeah. kind of getting a little too close to utopia. But then, but the thing is, DS9 brought it back. Yeah, and then Enterprise. Oh my God, man. Yeah, <laughs> Enterprise, and and you know, as, I, as we're talking here, I'm kind of I'm thinking this is probably a major reason why they set Discovery in this era because you know there's been quite a lot of fan backlash. Oh, why are you doing another prequel? Why don't you just go post? You know, TNG. Um, well, this might be it. I mean, obviously, if you look at the the TOS, it was in the real world, like you say, John. It was before Roddenberry developed this, you know, this humanist philosophy. That era in Star Trek, there was more uh, conflict, and that could be a significant reason why they decided to set it there. And it makes sense in the timeline. Um, that you know we had that the, the federation hadn't quite reached this more utopian kind of a uh society yeah so, um so yeah I, I i'm good with it and that look i don't think they're gonna to go totally crazy with oh, it no. as they said look i mean they're still gonna work through their differences and and conflict and 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 those aspects of the, and even of the philosophy will be there. Even in the trailer, we've seen a snippet of conflict when, um, how do you pronounce her, uh, Captain of the Shinzel? Ashley, how do you pronounce your name? I just thought it was Michelle Yeoh for the longest time. I don't really know how to say her last name. Oh, just... the character? Oh, Giorgio? Giorgio? Okay, yes. Um, yeah. When Captain Giorgio uh, says that Starfleet does not fire first, and her first officer basically oh, seemed like getting in her face saying, "We have yeah. to, or we will die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, that, um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> foreshadowing there. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. This the first. The, this show is gonna be. It's gonna kick butt. I don't know. I just have to. Do it. It's going to kick butt. All the naysayers, I, I don't know. First of all, I don't understand why you're naysaying a show that is still very little that we've seen. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of naysayers, we that could just transition us to our next uh, oh, major okay. part, and that is... Let's do this. Um, let me get... I'll just call it as racist Star Trek fans and air quotes fans are complaining about the white genocide in discovery white what does that even mean white, white genocide? Genocide. <laughs> because i mean well you have an asian woman in command you have a african-american woman and a second officer you have uh aliens there's only like well let me let me get <laughs> let me get to the article i found and here, oh, here, here are some of the tweet tweets from. Uh, I'm not even gonna say. I'm not gonna say their name. I don't want to give them any uh, credit. But one uh, person said, uh, "Star Trek Discovery, 
more, M-O-A-R, like, L-I-E-K, Star Trek, muff, muff force diversity. And another individual said, Star Trek Discovery, the only white males are a Vulcan a-hole and a wimpy helmsman. This show appears to be fully social justice warrior con- converged. It's, uh, yeah, be, they're, they're, be, yeah, be, and I, I put fans in air quotes because people that have watched, been watching Star Trek for years and are true fans understand that from the very beginning, Gene Roddenberry had, had a diverse crew. Yeah, that's uh, what made it so good. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Nichelle Nichols on the bridge, I mean, playing a vital role. That was, I mean, back in the 60s, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, pretty much uh, African-American actresses had roles, you know, basically as nannies and maids. And that, that that broke the mold, or started to. I mean, it was a slow process. And then you have, uh, Captain Janeway, the first woman uh, captain, or and before you have Captain Cisco, the first uh, African American captain. Uh, I mean, it's it's always been about diversity. I mean, it's yeah, all everybody coming together, bringing their talents, working together as a team, and making the universe a better place. And I. I hope these people are going to watch it and they'll actually learn something from it. But, you know, uh, sometimes racism is so ingrained in people that they can't, you know, get over themselves. I mean, they, they do realize that the, the captain of the discovery is actually a white man. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that whole thing. What? How- I'm sure, I'm sure, well, another, yeah, another, uh, I guess the helmsman of the Discovery or the Shinzel, I'm not sure which one is uh, gay, so that's also. He's the science officer. Science officer, He's... okay, yeah. And um, so, uh, so, 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 you know, racism and homophobia go hand in hand. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it, 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 it's so ridiculous, it's hard to even yeah, but... give it. And the, the reason I'm even bringing this up is because of Shaniqua Martin-Green's response to these trolls. And I just wanted to um, read her response verbatim since I read a couple of the trolls. She, uh, this was what she said. Well, I would encourage them to key in the essence and spirit of Star Trek that has made it the legacy it is. And that's looking across the the way to a person sitting in front of you and realizing you are the same that they are not separate from you and we are all one that's something star trek has always held and i completely believe that is why it's been a mainstay in society in the hearts of so many people for so many decades i would encourage them to look past their opinions and social conditioning and key into what we're doing here which is telling a story about humanity that will hopefully bring us all together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nice. Mic drop. Mic drop. Down. <laughs> That's right. Well said, ma'am. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, this is a tough one in terms of these so-called fans because I, it, I've seen the gamut of people saying uh, that, oh, they're just trolls and they're not actually Star Trek fans, but then others ha have said, look, no, there's a Star Trek fan base and, and they give evidence and they've seen it that there are racist Star Trek fans, I guess, you know, and. Well, they're missing out. Okay, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. weird because I don't know how someone can be a Star Trek fan and hold those. Yeah. views. I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean what, what were you watching? Like you were saying, I'll be very transparent. You... Growing up, I had some very racist members of my family. Mm hmm. Same here. And, I mean, to the point when one time I was visiting, I drove seven hours to visit. Mm -hmm. And the racism was so thick and disgusting that I got back in my Jeep and drove seven hours back yeah. in an ice storm Ooh. because I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. But in Star Trek... I always, I mean, always look to Star Trek because as my blueprint to life, <laughs> because I, 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 I watch that diversity and that's the world I wanted to live in. And yeah, exactly. I don't know. I have to say that it, it, it must be more trolls. Like I've never in personally encountered Star Trek fans that have held these views. Um, so could it be that, yeah, they're coming out of the woodwork and, and it was social media, there's more opportunity to get these stupid views out there, but I've never personally have known anyone. I, I know. I, well, I mean, I, I think it's not, I have to think it's not a big part of the Star Trek community. I hope it's small. Um, well, and also, I, just, I, I said we wouldn't get political. I mean, if I mean, if getting political is, I mean, it, it, it's it's part of life these days. It, <laughs> it's with the current administration. It seems like racist, racist, and homophobes ha, have the power, and they feel safe that they can actually come out with their opinions and views. And that's yeah. that, that. That frightens me as well. I mean, well, one, one, it's good that you know their voice and their opinion, and we know who to look out for. But two, <laughs> it's yeah. it's taking us back. It's taking us back to a time when it it was not a good time. It wasn't the good old days. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I like I don't know. I I have to say, look, if people hold those views, they're they're not. You know, I'm not one to kind of say this whole thing. Oh, you're not a true fan because of X, Y, and Z, and because yeah. people people have their own reasons for being a fan of certain properties and liking something. But in this case, I've How got to say, possibly? if you if you hold those views, you are not a true Star Trek fan. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been, but I, it's I, been there from the beginning. Look, I mean, like it's we've had the diversity. Yeah, it's gotten better. Um, you know, I'm, yes, in the original series, 
No, it's true. That it's true that Sulu and Uhura and Chakot, these were not the series leads. Right. But they were still there. And when you got to TNG, you know, you had, you know, an African-American actor playing Worf. You've got a chief medical officer who's a female. The counselor was, you know, a female. And, 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 and the, the first, the first and season, you had a, a blind African American helmsman yeah. flying the ship. And then, <laughs> then DS Nine, you had a, a black man who was, you know, commander, which that was kind of dumb. Luckily, they fixed that eventually and made him a captain. Yeah. yeah. And of course, and then Voyager, you know, you had, you know, Janeway, and you had, you know, Tuvok, and, you know, and, um, you had a. Female, um, female chief Bailana, engineer, the chief yeah. engineer. I, you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly, I don't. I just do not see how you could be a Star Trek fan and have these views. I, I don't know what you would yeah. see in Star Trek. What the heck you would actually like in Star Trek? What are they watching? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what like, are they watching? Like I said, I, I hope they're, uh, air quotes, fans enough to watch, and they actually learn something from the show. And hopefully change their views. I mean, anybody can. I mean, people can change. I mean, yeah. I'm living proof. Starts. I mean, a lot of people ask me uh, from when I used to be, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? No, like, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You. You need to get your life right with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> now, you're, now you're really bringing. Now you're now you're really going. There. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's been a. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff. I've been bottling it bottling it up. So. <laughs> She's gonna blow, Captain. Captain. Well, when we when we set. Discuss what we want to do on the show. We said we would discuss like social issues, politics. <laughs> right now, we're finally doing it. The, the floodgates are open. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, over. I, I mean, you know, Star Trek yeah. discussed politics, religion, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, it's a show we discuss. That's yes. what we do. Yeah, it's it's whole it's it's main. Yeah, that was his main thrust of Star Trek is to comment on current society. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Discussion because it's important for people to communicate and talk about these things, you know, and not shove them down. And, and hopefully, yeah. I, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to like work in some of like the current current events in the world into Discovery. I mean, I'm. Oh, probably. They need to. They have to. Star Trek has always done. I mean, look, the the, in TOS, you know, was the it was the, you know, obviously the Vietnam War was going on. Yeah. Um, Several. There's several episodes specifically were tied into that. Um, Of course. Yeah. There's racism, civil rights. Yeah. 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 Uh, So yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff is still around. There's unique aspects of it now. Obviously, we've got our own challenges. Yeah, they need to. They, I would be disappointed if they didn't. Um, that's that's always been what Star Trek has done. So, um, 
All right. Maybe, 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 the they'll, maybe they'll have tribbles, or maybe there'll be like an evil orange tribble that, you know, attaches itself to some <laughs> unsuspecting person and like takes over his mind and he just becomes a babbling idiot. <laughs> well, uh, this doesn't specifically tie in, but for some reason it, may, it reminded me that we never, for some reason, I w always forgot to talk about this, but the fact that they. Um. Uh, uh, that uh, Harry Mudd is going to be uh, in this series. Oh yeah, yeah. We we mentioned it last. Uh, I think episode eight that. Oh, uh, did mention yeah, it. We, okay. that, uh, yeah, Rain Rain Wilson. Yeah. Will be okay. We did mention Harry it. I, Mudd, yes. I forgot. May have forgotten. Um, and, uh, so look, there's definitely. I, you know that that was one thing that I thought was kind of since significantly absent from the trailer. There was really no humor in the trailer. That's true. And Star Trek has always had humor. Yeah. Totally humor. And yeah. with, so, with, Harry, but... with Harry Mudd in it, there's going to be humor. <laughs> yes. I, 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 hopefully, hopefully they even bring in his wife. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be, uh, that'd be interesting. Oh. Um, I get so I guess the final piece. Well, I think it was all of the news, specifically Star Trek Discovery. Um, um, yes. There was a related piece of news about Nicholas Meyer, who's of course one of the writing consultants on Discovery. He's got a he's working on another Star Trek project. Do, well, he, do you want to you want for those who may not be as familiar, you want to tell them who Nicholas Meyer is, other than that he's course. working on on Star Trek Discovery. So Nicholas Meyer um, was the director and principal writer of Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, widely considered to be the best Star Trek uh, film. With, I count myself a part of that. Um, he also wrote the script for Star or most of it for Star Trek II, um, and he also directed... Uh, Star Trek Six: Discovered Country. Um, you know, he, and he's he's kind of been very clear, made made no bones about that. He's really was never a Star Trek fan himself, uh, but he really uh, he basically saved the movie franchise in 1982 with the release of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. After the motion picture was lackluster. Uh, met with lackluster response, and even though he wasn't a Star Trek fan himself, he just he somehow was able to understand Star Trek and bring it, focus on the things that were Star Trek, and he brought those things to his scripts. Yeah, yeah, um, and he did. He, I mean, basically, he did uh, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan on a television budget. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So. Yep, um, but he, you know, he's he he just he knows he he's he's like he's has the pulse of Star Trek, and you know the interviews I've seen of him, he's just a brilliant guy, brilliant storyteller. So they brought him in to be part of the the writer crew of Star Trek Discovery. But I guess so. This particular news is interesting because in an interview. He talked a bit about Star Trek Discovery, but then also said that he has another Star Trek project that he's working on. And he didn't reveal anything beyond that, but 
Yeah, it was very vague, but it has it's something on the side other than discovery. Yes. Yeah, and he specifically said that yes, I can talk about it. I can announce that I have another Star Trek project that I'm working on. So what could it be? Another series? And you know, I, that would be amazing. Or I'm hoping maybe he's working on the script to um, the next uh, next movie. Kelvin. Maybe. Kelvin. Kelvin. Universe. Yeah. That would be. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 I I have to say, you know, Star Trek Discovery is is successful. I. I I see no reason why CBS would not pursue another series. I would think, why not? Yeah, some something yeah. after maybe something after the next generation. Yeah. Timeline. Maybe next generation. The next next generation. Could it be a movie though? What if it was? A, <laughs> what if it was a Prime movie, not Kelvin Universe? Well, <laughs> I I could I could deal with that too. Maybe you know. Maybe they're or maybe they're gonna reboot the next generation. <laughs> reboot the next generation. I've heard there's been some rumors of that. I've heard it. Like, certain. I don't know. That would be that would be wild, man. Yeah. I, I, what do you I, think, I, I, I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen a little video of uh, how they would cast a reboot of the next generation. They had Brian Cranston as. Um, Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be quite the ship. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see a little further future, like post-Voyager. Voyager kind of felt like it was out there. So I'd like to see what's more out there. I would like to see that, too. I'm a, I'm a fan of the futurist stuff. Go, yeah. Go back, to the Delta, go back to the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, why not? Or um, intergalactic travel. <laughs> from, the, from from the uh, from Enterprise. Remember the Enterprise. Yes. Enterprise J. Oh yeah. Some. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like a couple thousand years in the future, I think. Yeah, some dude from the 29th century or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the ship. I mean, the <laughs> ship is huge. It's like, I mean. I know. It looks cool though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get the Eagle Moss uh, version of it. Oh, are they doing that? Yeah. I think oh, I think they've oh, already, I think they've already created it. I just I just haven't. The the last one I received was the USS Defiant, and yeah, yeah. And, and a Vulcan uh, Vulcan ship from, I believe Enterprise. Oh, Very cool. That would the be Sir, awesome. It was a Surat class. Ship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, All yeah. right. Ashley, do you want to take us to our next piece of news? Sure. Let me get on my notes here. Oh. So we got Modiphius's Star Trek Adventures tabletop RPG open for pre-orders to be released in August. Let me tell you, those sets they have, there's like a Supreme Borg Cube set. Oh, yeah. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> and I think they went, because it's so pricey, it is super pricey, 
Yeah, it's a uh, five hundred. Uh, last time I checked, it, the price fluctuated a couple dollars. I think it's currently like five hundred and nine, roughly between yeah. five hundred nine and five eleven. Ooh, so I guess uh, last I saw they were releasing one that's not quite as pricey. So you get the basic, you still get the Borg cube, right? But then maybe not all the stuff yeah, you, for slightly less. I think you get, I think you get the core rule book. You get the Borg cube that when say for people who haven't seen it, it's, it's a storage box that's shaped like a, the outside looks like a Borg cube and part of it slides out and it's a, uh, the game master screen and then it has drawers that holds your core rule books as well as future um, rule book releases has a place for your dice your miniature i think there's a uh, foam inserts for, to hold your miniatures and yeah, yeah and the the, the um, super deluxe edition has everything they're releasing um the their initial release and that includes a special edition i think it's called the ncc 1701d um rule book which basically it's just a special cover uh yeah. of the rule book that it's, but the artwork is really is really great yeah yeah I, I really love the fact that they're going with the original artwork which is all like you know drawings or paintings it's yes just pictures like everything i've seen looks really cool it's, it's gorgeous. Very well done. So I'm excited. I'm hoping I sent them a note on the Facebook. Hey, guys, coming to the convention? And they're, they're hoping to be there. So We'll see. I, I did see a note because there was an email, I think, from Chris Birch from Modifius asking for Game game Masters and Gen Con to run it. But... And that's the week prior, right? Yes. Or a week or two, I can't remember. <laughs> so uh yes uh i've so, got my so, stuff on pre-order what did what did you order garen so i ordered let me bring up the uh modifius page i've got i got the core book of course just the regular cover because i, I kind of prefer the art of the regular cover with that, the, that, that yeah the the crew the crew the artwork is yeah. really nice i bought the um the star trek adventure there's a, a, a i guess the book that has the uh set of um you know adventure modules which oh. didn't have a artwork yet for the cover I got the Game Master screen, and I think two of the dice sets, and the uh, tiles. Okay. The, uh, you know, the, yeah, the, what do you call them? Yeah, they call them Star Trek, Starfleet deck tiles, deck basically tiles the ship is. plans. Uh-huh. Also, one of them, I believe, is uh, the uh, the galaxy layout and how, like, the Federation space and Klingon space, how it's all laid out. I believe yeah. I zoomed in close enough to notice that. But, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to try to be good at um, – you said it's – when is releasing? August? 
August yeah, time. I was trying to find the exact date, and then uh, I couldn't find it. I'm pretty sure, I know they said August. Because, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to pre-order the Deluxe. Just because I, I, I itemized everything. I, I, I itemized everything, and actually, I mean, when you figure in the... I had to guess, guess because they don't price the board cube by itself that it's still pretty much what you're paying for everything else except you get a nice storage case for everything. So you're going for the board cube, huh? I think so. It, <laughs> I think so. It is amazing. I it yeah. And I'll, I'll probably I'll probably get like an, an the uh, regular rule book as well that to, you know, and keep the limited edition one in pristine condition because I'm weird that way with books. <laughs> you got you have one copy that you use and one copy you keep on the shelf. <laughs> yes, I, uh, going back to Harry Potter, I have I have the paperback books, and then I'm getting the as they're released, I'm getting the um, illustrated hardback covers. <laughs> oh, nice. my goodness. Oh, so here it is. So pre-orders will start shipping in August. Right. And the products will be in stores early September. Okay. So I can't I, wait. I it, it's just, it's a fun, fun game. And I think they did a great job. I mean, it just looks spectacular. And our names should be in the core rule book because we are, we were official playtesters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. How awesome is that? Uh, and then on that note, so Geek and Sundry is going to be uh, doing a tabletop um, show, uh, like kind of like Critical Role, if anyone's familiar with that, where they play <laughs> D&D. Um, they're going to be doing a Star Trek Adventures show. Um, not sure when that's coming out. I tried to track it down before this, we started recording today. Um, but, um, they're definitely doing that. It's going to be, the ship is, is going to be called the USS Sally Ride. Oh, nice. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Wow. Did, did they say what, what kind of ship it is? Uh, I, not that I saw. Did not see that. Uh. I posted the link on our script. I don't know if it's if it indicates. Um, oh, it's an intrepid class, so it's a it's a Voyager type oh, starship. Nice. Yep. It the game will be set during what would have been season three of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Four years after the devastating battle of Wolf three five nine, and hmm. during the rise of the Dominion threat. Oh wow! That's gonna be cool. That will be nice. I get, yeah, I can't wait to. I'm gonna have to start watching Geek and Sundry. The the show on Geek and Sundry is called Critical Role, correct? Uh not this. No, not the show. The crit Critical Role is the where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Um, Matt Mercer is the dungeon master, um, but they do other shows. Um, so this will be kind of in that format. It's basically you're watching a role playing game, 
people play the role-playing game. Uh, I don't see the name of the show itself. Um, just they just on this they just call it the Star Trek RPG show. Okay, maybe they're maybe they're making another channel just for just for that. It's possible. So, all right. I think that's uh, pretty much. Is that all our uh, all our news items? That's all the news items. I mean, pretty much figured this would be an all news item show since there was so much to talk about with Star Trek Discovery. Yes, I mean we're at uh, almost an hour twenty right now, just with news. Oh, uh, that's good. Well, it was heavy news. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Well, I think that perhaps wraps up the show. Hope you all in, uh, enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, let's see, this was episode 9, so episode 10 of Trek Talk will be coming up next. Yeah, yeah, so are we going to do something special for episode 10? <laughs> special double digit? We need to think about that. <laughs> um, yes, we'll come up with. I don't know. I mean, I I want to say we could say the 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 convention would be episode ten, but that's still a ways off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know. Right. Get another interview. Uh, I don't know who we'd get. Well, we'll uh, we'll work on it. We we'll shall see. <laughs> yes. Mm. All right. Well, thanks everyone for. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, I just want to do a shout out. Um, so when I was in the Outer Banks uh, a week or two ago uh, on vacation, I went into a really cool new comic book shop uh, that's in. I think the the address is actually Southern Shores, North Carolina, um, which is right around the Kill Devil Hills. Nags Head area. Um, it's a comic book shop and gaming store called Leviathan. Um, met the owner there, really nice guy. Um, the, the shop has been around for about a month at that time. Um, it's got a really cool shop. Um, if you're ever in the, the Outer Banks vacationing and you want to check out a, a comic book slash gaming store, check them out. Um, I don't remember the gentleman's name offhand, but really nice guy. Uh, we talked a bit about what we're doing with the podcast. He said he was going to take a listen. So uh, if you're listening, I uh, really enjoyed uh, visiting the shop and uh, hope to uh, uh, visit you again soon next time we're down there. So anyway, uh, thanks, everyone, to all our listeners, and uh, we'll see you next time on Trek Talk. Awesome. Catch thanks, you guys. later, all. Thanks for listening. See you next time.